When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, good evening, no, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Can't even do my own catchphrase, and uh, that's mental because I've been podcasting for work uh, in the HR space all week, and I've been saying it so many times that now the words are meaningless to me. But hello to everybody who is joining us. Thank you very much for joining us on the Same Old Arsenal podcast. Me, Suburban Guna, joining you with one of our fabulous regulars on the show that we absolutely love to bits, Albert. How are you doing, sir? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's, not, it's nice to be back. I've, I've um, forgotten what this set looks like, man. We do the odd tarting up. You know, we put the nice we put the nice furniture out for you. You know, in the green room, there's a few bickies for you and all of that sort of stuff. Nice cup of tea. Only love the it. best. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good to have you on, mate. We are due to have another guest with us for our final summer series um, episode. This is episode eight of the One In, One Out and One Bangs. Um, Andrew, my mate, uh, PR, who are, who are you? I think he is uh, on Twitter. He will be joining us at some stage. He's had some technical difficulties. He joined the, uh, the, the green room in the background and then for some reason had a completely white screen. And I asked Albert, who is a master at this, having obviously his own uh, show that he does so regularly, has that ever happened to you? And Albert was like, not for that long, mate. So yeah. hopefully we're going to we're gonna see a bit of Andrew. But hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, evening to Carl. Uh, hello to uh, Phil, uh, Karen. Uh, some of the lovely regulars are in there as well. So it's lovely to see. Um, hey to Melissa um, and, uh, and everyone who is joining us. And of course, uh, Amanda, who's telling me, why are we waiting now? What I tend to do in these shows is forget about the upcoming shows. But it's a good one tonight because this is the last of our summer series. So there are no more upcoming shows until the season starts. So I don't have to worry about forgetting any of that. Um, we will be back with our regular uh, you know, during season stuff, which will be uh, post games. Um, and hopefully um, we, will, uh, we will be joining you. I think there's something for the community shields, but uh, don't quote me on it. Now, let's just check in to see if Andrew's here and then we can get started. Andrew, hello. Are you there? Oh, the radio silence. 
says to me no. Uh, I'm going to stick him out of the uh, chat because let's focus on Albert for the moment. Andrew, uh, what's at me if you are uh, experiencing problems? Um, hopefully we can get him in, but uh, we shall see. Salah, so last episode in the uh, series um, of our summer series, one in, one out, one bangs. Had to get Albert onto this one. Um, concept is, if you don't already know, Albert, that you have saved Mikel Arteta's life. You've pulled him from a burning bush. You've dragged him from a swimming pool. You've stopped him or his kids from walking out in front of a road. Uh, you have uh, stopped them in a hallway or a door through an entrance and stopping them from a whole bundle of anvils falling on their head. Uh, anything uh, that you choose, but you have saved his life and what he has decided to do. Oh, hello. Mr. Fife, are yes. you joining us this time? No, I always like to create a little bit of suspense. <laughs> Right, well, welcome to the show. I was just explaining the format, and because you are late and tardy, you are not going to go first. It's Albert that's going to be joining us, and he is going to be doing the first for our our little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of a summer series work. Now, Albert, uh, I've explained the concept. You've got two wishes. You can have one player from anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Uh, try and make it interesting. You know, we can all say. You know the reincarnation of Pele or Messi, but I'll be interested to see your uh, your views on this. So um, uh, you can have one player in. You've got one player you can choose to get out the door, and then finally at the end of the show, it'll be one to a uh, bang that you think is really going to kick in next season. So let's kick it off with Albert. Your first one in. Uh, who did you go for? What are you thinking? Who do you want us to sign between now and the thirty first of August? Well, it, it, the 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 realism of this happening is probably. Not realistic to be honest, but it's I, I, it's kind of an easy one to be honest. His name's been tied around for quite a while. Um, I think it'd be difficult for any club to get him to be honest, Chris, because he's done pretty well. It's uh, my my fellow Nigerian brother Victor Osman, um, at Napoli. Um, strikers, there's there's some really really good ones out there, Chris, but there's not many of them out there that are actually available to buy. And he's in that category in terms of being up there in terms of elite. Um, he's only 24, I think. He doesn't look, he doesn't look it to be fair. Um, but no, he's he's had incremental rises really since uh, he, like he's he spent a, a loan spell at I think he's at Lille for about a year. He had 13 goals in 27 games, then he made the move to Napoli. Even they paid quite a bit for it. I think it's about like 70 million euros. I think yeah. he's still, still quite a lot of money now. Um, but he's had sort of incremental, you know, in terms of goals. I think he's got 10 in his first season, he got 18 in his. Second season, he had a really good season last season. I think he had 31 goals in all comps, 26 in the league. And listen, we can talk about the Serie A's of 20, 30 years ago, but it's still a difficult league to score goals in. Um, it's a very defensive setup in Serie A. So to have that goal return, um, and they won the league title, and he was and he spearheaded that. Um, he would be ideal, Chris. He would be. Um, as much as Arsenal have got a lot of attacking options and elements. I don't care what system you play. You can talk about 4-2-3-1, 3-4-3. You can play 10 at the back if you want to. You still need a main man to get you the goals in that number nine position. And he would be ideal. Um, and yeah, people talk about strengths and weaknesses of him, Chris, but I don't think he has that many weaknesses. I mean, they say that he gets caught outside a lot of, a lot of the time, uh, which is quite normal for a striker. But yeah, maybe he's a bit lazy with that. But Maybe hold up play a bit better, but his strengths to me outweigh any potential weaknesses. He's he, he, the key thing is he can get him behind and he's got lightning pace and yeah, and he's six foot one, six foot two, so he's got physical presence. But he's a very sought after guy, and I'll try and put in, I'll try and speak to my Nigerian contacts, Chris, um, 
in Lagos. Put in a good word for us, mate. Let's see if we could get him over it. But he would be a he would be a dream dream signing. But um, he'd be a signing that I don't think any Arsenal fan. I'm sure there'd be a couple out there, Chris, because there usually is. But who would be who would not be against a signing like him? So he would be my one player in. Yeah, and I think if we're doing this is a fun game, right? So it's a you can have who you want. So we could all be sensible and say, ah. Oh, Oh, well, is it realistic? We spent 200 million pounds. Are we going to spend another 100? Because they'll, Napoli are, are, are decent sellers, aren't they? They're not going to, you know, they sold Koulibaly to Chelsea for how much? And we all saw how that worked out. Um, for me, uh, it's funny you say that because Was, we had on a couple of weeks ago, said exactly the same thing. He said, get Osman. One of the questions I posed to him, so I'll pose it to you as well, but I'm going to pose additional questions as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. And then, Andrew, any thoughts from your side? I'll bring you in afterwards on Osman. Number one, um, could he make? Make it in the uh, in the Premier League because Serie A is a very different beast. Is my question, but my two subsequent questions I want you to answer as well. What's he like in the air? I don't watch any Italian football, so I've got no idea. When you say six foot one, thinking to myself, okay, is that another option? Because I feel like at times last season we did lack that presence. People have talked about Kai Havertz, but is this a guy that you know if you bring him in, then you don't worry about? Oh, we've got to play that alternate Kai Havertz false nine because this guy can come in and absolutely smash it up. Um, in terms of his heading ability, it's it's not it's not bad. I'm not saying it, it, it's it's awful, but it, it's it's not bad. It's not bad from what I've seen anyway, personally, from what I've seen of him. Um, I think he he absolutely would come and boss it. To be honest with you, uh, you know, he's not just he's, that he's played in in Serie A, which I know is a completely different pace and league, but he played Champions League football. Um, and I think if you can make if you can if you can make that step up in the Champions League, I think he got five goals last season. Which is which isn't bad. They probably I think they got knocked out in the I think it's a group stage. I can't remember, but um, I, I don't think it'd be an issue him settling in. To be honest with you, um, yeah, he's he's got he, even though he's only twenty four. Um, I have to double check that. To be honest, but I'm sure he is twenty four. Um, you know, it's he's, he's at an age where he's not the finished article, and there is room for improvement, and there's still time for him to come to the Premier League. But I, I think. I wouldn't have any issues with him coming to Premier League. I think he would adapt, um, particularly in our side, Chris. Like we got, we got goals by committee. We've, we've got the likes of Erdegaard. Obviously, Rice is coming with it. He would get supply. Um, in terms of Arsenal getting balls into the box, I don't think that's really an issue. I think because because he, he's good at running in behind, and you can you can square up the defenders. And so I, I don't think he'd have any issues kind of settling into the Premier League personally. Okay, Andrew, I want to bring you in on this. Um, obviously, uh, any thoughts you've got on Osman, whether or not you think he could really smash it with Arsenal, um, and then also let's get let's have your one in then as well. Well, so first of all, drink to that. He was one of the four players who I was considering uh, when I there was you go. He's, uh, I think so. done, for, done your job good, for you. Good, uh, good shout there. Uh, I think Osman, yeah, he's to your point earlier. You know, where, where would he obviously? out and out number nine. So I think in terms of kind of just when you think about what Arteta is trying to achieve. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A little bit different stylistically to Jesus. And I'm not clearly, obviously, stylistically differently, you know, to, to Havertz. And is Arteta really kind of tactically flexible that he's going to have an out-and-out number nine in that system when he's... Obviously, I think what he's trying to achieve with Jesus is obviously bit not, not an out-and-out false nine, but clearly dropping back more to create space for Martinelli and for Saka to attack, you know, the, the either the final ball or to be that player at, you know, um, you know, behind the, uh, at the back post, which is kind of where his, he's a lot of his strength for, for Napoli from kind of what I was watching of him last season was, you know, obviously his link up play with Cavara is fantastic. I think, you know, he's, he's electric, but with Arteta really get the most out of him from what he's looking for. Not a hundred percent sure, which is why I didn't put him as my number one. Um, albeit, I think to Albert's point, listen, you know, I would happily change the system for uh, for, for an Aussie May. But would, would I guess my my question be would 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 uh, Super Mickey Arteta the the other three players? I was thinking, Hold on, oh, this is one in. You can't cheat and pick three. No, he didn't. He didn't. No, these are the players I was going through my thought system. All right, all right. You're going to so, do a three, two, one for us. All right. All, all, uh, all players from Serie A because I do love the Italian league. I know a former man from Lille, uh, Rafael Leal. I think he was obviously touted as the uh, the, the 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 next or the the future of uh, the Thierry Henry 2.0. So always a player that I've you know been very uh, keen on. I think, you know, the way he comes in off the left, I think stylistically is kind of what, you know, as Arsenal fans, we love. But again, is he someone that Arteta would really maximise benefit from? We have Martinelli in that position. And, you know, I'm not keen on, you know, stunting Martinelli's growth anytime soon or, or moving him out of the team. So, Leal, I think, Leal, sorry, would be a fantastic player. Um, massive, uh, massive release clause at 175 million as part of his new contract. So, Again, I know money's not an object, but I don't think, you know, I'd, I'd really want to put that kind of money down on one player anytime soon. And then the player comes in second, another player off the left, Kavara, absolutely lit it up for Naples last season. Unbelievable, probably kind of the signing of the summer last year, just came out of absolutely nowhere. And I think he would be an immense player for us, such an intelligent player. When you look at where he kind of, again, stylistically, how he would fit in, He's taken Martinelli's position at the team, unfortunately. So, again, I don't want to see that happen anytime soon. So, the player I've gone for uh, is Nicolo Barella, who I think is an incredible player. He would slot into that team amazingly, obviously, with Xhaka leaving. You know, we're calling out for a number eight. I know Barella kind of tends to occupy more that centre-right midfield. You know, he's what they call in Italy uh, a Mazzala. Um, which I know, Chris, is probably what you order from Pizza Express or probably what you think you order. <laughs> but no, he, he would slot in. He would take oh, Jack as well. Right? <laughs> he, 
if I think about kind of like who who he, you know, a little bit of the Oxley Chamberlain about his game, a little bit of Rizitsky, he he carries the ball, he you know plays through the lines, he presses. Okay, he doesn't score. You know, he's not going to go and get you, you know, 15, 20 goals, but he'll probably still get you between five and 10 goals next season. He'll add a lot of solidarity to the midfield, even though he's only about five foot two. Um, but what he would bring, I think, you know, with the obvious uh, of Xhaka leaving, I think he's a much more ready replacement for that midfield compared to Havertz and, and kind of some of the options that we're talking about. So he would be the man I settle on. That's a really interesting choice, actually. You've gone for a midfielder because um, we've quite stocked in that area. And, and I'm, I'm just looking over what previous sort of uh, shows, everyone seems to have gone for a striker. So it seems to be general consensus that we need a forward as our next thing that comes in. Did that play into your thinking at all, Andrew, i.e. the forward stuff? You think, I know you mentioned Osserman, but... How comes you you decided to go midfielder? Did you not think we're stacked enough? What was your record? What was your thinking? Yeah, so yeah, I completely agree with all the rationale around Ossie May. And I think, yeah, obviously if Jesus gets injured again, you know, I'm not I'm not adverse to selling uh, Eddie and 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 Balogun, as you know. And I know we've had a, a few fiery debates in within a few of the football groups that we that we discuss on that one. Yeah. I don't think you know. Obviously, Jesus, right? He's 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 mustard. He's one of the best players we've seen at the Emirates in a long time. Again, you know that front three of Saka, uh, Martinelli, and Jesus. I think is uh, they're electric together. You know, I, I want to see obviously more of them. It was really unfortunate that we had that injury. You know, for three months last season. But I, I wouldn't write, you know, write him out of the team anytime soon. I think that's going to be the long term strike part, you know, the, the the long term partnership that we'll see across the three. And so, realistically, when I think about, you know, what are the immediate needs for Arsenal, you know, do I think that Havertz is going to come in and be the number eight? You know, that's going to be the 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 like a ready replacement for Xhaka. Well, listen, Arteta has won um, a lot of favour from us, and, and we do need to trust him, right? But realistically. I think it's going to take a bit of time. And you saw kind of some of that kind of seeping through in the press conference the other day when I think even Arteta said it's going to take, you know, judge them after 55 games together when he talked about, you know, Rice and um, and Havertz. Do I think Vieira is, you know, that the right option to, to replace Xhaka? Absolutely not. I think Smith-Rowe, I don't really think Arteta fully trusts him given his injury record. So for me, when I look at kind of the immediate, you know, requirement for us is in that position, Obviously, we all want, you know, a goal scorer. We all want a number nine. Obviously, you know, that talisman up front is who we all adore when we're growing up. But when I'm being, I think, pragmatic around what we need next season, that stability in midfield replaced Jacker, someone that's going to come in with experience. You know, Barella, he's, you know, he's been there. He's done that. He's been in team of the season in Sarri A, like nearly every season going since he, uh, he was a kid. Champions League finalist. He, you know, dominates absolutely dominate Sarri A in the middle. I think he'd be fantastic. My only concern is his height. Um, you know, obviously the game here is a little bit more physical than it is in Italy. Albeit it's still pretty physical there. But whether he could keep, you know, whether he would get bossed around by some of the, um, you know, some of the teams that we know like to go in hard on Arsenal, I'd have a few question marks. But I think he would be fantastic. Yeah, I think height is an interesting one. Because, I mean, that is a short player for, if he's five foot two. Albert, I want to bring you on in this. Five foot on your six, thoughts. Five foot seven, but yeah. Five, all right, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about that guy who used to play for Valencia, I think it was, or was it Napoli? Mm. He was. He was. He literally was about five foot three, a tidy arm. Is that, is that uh, Mertens? Uh, Mertens, it must be him. Might have been, yeah, something yeah. like that. But um, Albert, 
thoughts on that from the, the midfield point of view, particularly if I'm going to throw a question in towards you, the whole Havertz thing, because I think a few people were thinking, OK, we're going to set up a little bit differently this season. And I think a few people, because of the maybe because of the Man United uh, result and how that midfield didn't seem to work, perhaps a few question marks being raised, which maybe is a little bit harsh early on. But what's your thoughts from that from a midfield perspective? Uh, we still need one more in, personally. Um, yeah, in midfield. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about this because obviously with the way things, with a lot of the reports that were being tied around in regards to um, Thomas Party, because if you'd ask most Arsenal fans, you know, come the start of, before the start of this, this season coming, we're going to lose Party at Jack, you'd have, you'd have thought, what? What kind of planning is that? But um, I think we've done well to get the money we got for Xhaka, personally. Um, I think we've done yeah, very well, to be honest with you. Yeah, we did. Um, so when the rumours that Thomas Party might be leaving, he, well, what we hear is going to stay. Um, then if he's going to stay, Chris, then that obviously rules out the move for Lavia, which it looks like isn't going to Liverpool. Um, so if you look at our midfield, do you think, have we got enough? Obviously, Jorginho is still there. Um you know what, Chris? You know what? I look at our midfield, but to be fair, in terms of ball carrying, which I, I don't think we do have enough of, Declan Rice can do that. Like he, he can do it. You've seen him do it for, for England and for West Ham when he was there. But um, it'd be interesting to see if we do get one more in, um, Chris. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure what business Arsenal going to do um, with the remainder. Still time. But I guess that depends on the players that are going to be leaving, right? But yeah. Yeah, the midfield one's an interesting one, Chris, man. Um, have we got enough? I'm not sure. Really See, not sure. I maybe I just have too much faith in some of the players. I've got a little bit more hope in Fabio Vieira. I know um, there's a couple of WhatsApp groups. Look, Andrew's shaking his head because he's probably got a few. He's probably WhatsApping a few of the lads now saying, oh, he's on one again. Oh, Fabio Vieira. I think there's a talent in there. So I think we've got to see. I think there's still Emil Smith Rowe. Arteta said there was a bit of a hunger there, so maybe he can uh, be a bit more of a utility player. I think there are there are options there, and um, I don't know. Me personally, I, st I think I stick with a few of the other guys, and and you as well with your Usman uh, comment. I, I think we need a forward. I think that's where we should be looking. I think there's been talk about uh, you know a Saka sort of understudy, whether that's who that's going to be, or, or or even a rotation option with him. It's not yeah. going to be Pepe. I don't think it's going to be Reese Nelson. So there, there are still those questions there. Right. I'm going to go to Andrew for our uh, our one out here, because um, you and I can uh, you and I can waffle on all day whilst his uh, his Wi-Fi goes dodgy. But it seems like uh, it seems like we've got him for the next minute or two. So give us your one out, Mister Vife. So where do we start? I mean, right. So make the assumption that. Um, there's some obvious ones. There's no point in picking a Cedric. That's almost like a wasted vote, really. That's spoiling your vote, your ballot paper, mate, because uh, yeah. we can all assume he's out. And I'm assuming that, I mean, there's probably a couple of others, but I don't want to sort of lead the witness, so to speak. So if, you, if you've got one to pick, who are you going for? I think if I'm bringing in uh, Barella, I'm letting Vieira go. I mean, we've had him for a season. Yeah, perhaps it's, it sounds a little bit harsh, a little bit cutthroat. 35 million euros. He came out of nowhere. He can leave out of nowhere, in my opinion. He's not... Um, listen, I don't want to write his career off. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have humble pie on my face. But he's got the body of a man-child. I've seen no development um, from him whatsoever in the last season. He's just... You know, he's been given several opportunities. Um, perhaps he's one of those players who needs a good run of games and he's not had that. You know, we know like players like Tommy Asu, for example... 
absolute quality when he's plays, you know, for five or six months, but he's he's not particularly good as a bit part player. I really don't think Vieira is a bit part player, or certainly I have question marks about whether he would ever be able to make it. And, you know, he's when we think about long term, building the right squad, the right personnel for the squad, looking at that position, is he does he have the ability for the for the Premier League potentially, but does he have the physicality? I, I just don't see it. And even in the Europa League last season, you know, he didn't cut the mustard in the FA Cup game, you know, in the FA Cup, you know, didn't cut the mustard. I just have reservations. And so I'd rather, you know, cut our, uh, or, you know, cut ties now where we can still get some, you know, sell on value rather than letting him, you know, sit here for another two or three seasons and then ultimately end up cancelling his contract like we seem to do with all the other lads who don't make it. Blimey. Come to the poor... Poor Portuguese man-child's defence, Albert, please. I've just laid a little bit of a foundation in saying I think I could be in there. And uh, Andrew has just come in with essentially a steamroller and just destroyed me. So, you know, are you going to leap to his defence or uh, are you are you supporting uh, Mr Fife there? Yeah, Andrew went messing, man. Flipping hell. But um, <laughs> I, I said, and this yeah. goes back towards, yeah, get the, get the axe out. I said towards, I said when the season was done last season, for me, he gets one more season. I need to see some serious improvements because I know people talk about the run of games and he, I don't know, I'd, I'd have to look at how many games he played, Chris, if you if you know to top your head. But yeah, from the games out. from from the games that I saw, it's not been a good signing. Yeah. It's twenty-two, a, um, sorry to interrupt, twenty-two yeah. appearances. He only made three starts, so he got five hundred and fourteen minutes. I think that's Premier League only, though. Five hundred and fourteen mm. minutes, twenty-two. Matches played. Uh, this is FB Ref. I'm taking that data from. Yeah, um, I, I hear. I hear the discussion a lot about. Um, you know, he's not. You don't. Have, I mean, Fernando Silva's not built like a gym. He's not built like a. Uh, you know, like a bodybuilder. But um, yeah, he just. I, I just wasn't impressed with what I saw in in the games that he played. I didn't see enough. Um, there's sometimes I forgot he was even playing. But he does get. For me, he gets one more season. Um, you've had your season to bed in. Um, we need to see a lot more in terms of your imprint on the game and, and more goals and actually being a bit more of a focal point um, in terms of demanding the ball, whether that's more assists, whether that's getting in the right area, taking more shots on. It's up to him. Um, if Arteta picks him, he's got to play, he's got to deliver. But he gets one more season, Chris. If not, if he doesn't cut the mustard, then unfortunately your time is done. Wow. Okay. Do you know what? I can get behind that because you can't stand still in football Mm. and the rapid growth of our team from even like two seasons ago is such that you need to just sometimes make decisions. If you can jump, if you can join a top performing team, you can be a success of some varying degrees. You know, if Fabio Vieira puts in, what so he said, he made three starts. Um, I think one of them stands out as the Brentford one where he played really, really well. Now, if he's made eight, nine, ten starts and we can pick out four or five matches that he's played well in, I do wonder if there'd be a little bit more sympathy. So, as I say, I am I'm still thinking there's something in there. I'm willing to stick with the belief um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. But Albert, sticking with you then, who's your who's your one out? We've got lots of interesting ones in the chat. Sorry, I've sort of asked you a question and then cut over you. No, We've got some nice. lots of interesting stuff in the chat. Ask any questions away. Uh, I will star them and then we'll get to them right at the end and I'll ask the, uh, the gents. So, Albert, you one out, please, my sir. Yeah, this one was an easy one for me, actually. I kind of mentioned it last season um, because Arsenal are not particularly very good at recuperating money. And for me, for me I, I, I thought this, 
He's obviously done well when he's gone on loan to Rems, but um, it'd be Florian Balogun. I know a lot of people want to see him. I know a lot of people want to see him get a chance, but um, I think there's probably talks between him and Arteta in regards to you know, am I going to get a run or a decent run in the team? And you know, the manager can't guarantee you that. So he's had a very good season. That works in our favour, Chris, so much um, in terms of uh, monetary value. Because if you look at the players that Arsenal move might move on. You're not going to get a lot of money, man. I mean, Maitland Niles, Pepe, Holding, Cedric, the Conga, Tavares, possibly like you're not going to recuperate, recuperate a lot of money with Balogun. You can, and if Arsenal do move him on, if they don't get at least 40 to 50 million, they're not doing the job. They have to cash in on the fact that he's had a brilliant season at Rem and now he's a um, he's a he's a USA international as well. So for me. If Arsenal are going to bring players in, we need to make some good money on players going out. City and Chelsea are very good at doing that, by the way. As much as as much as they spend, if you go and look at the players that they've moved on and that the money they've got coming in, they've done pretty well, man. Like Tamore, Abrams, Ferran Torres, um, Sane, Jesus, Zinchenko. They've recuperated a lot of money in. But Arsenal, that's one thing as a club we still need to do better. And for me, with Balogun... I don't think he's going to be there personally come at the start of the season. Um, so you try and get as much money as you can, Chris. And, they, and for me, like I said, they need to get him. They need to be getting over 40 million. If Inter Milan are interested, 40, 50 million, they want him, pay the money. That'd be a good business. I think that's a good shout. Um, I think, as you said, the thing that gives me hope is the Xhaka sell, the sale, because we're all a bit like, oh, okay. So it turns out you can actually do good deals. So if Arsenal are holding out, and let them hold out. Andrew, I just want to bring you in on the Balogun thing before we then go on to the, the one bangs. Um, what was your take on this whole Balogun training alone? Do you think that's a, a like the do you think that's the beginning of the end of uh, of his Arsenal career? Or do you think that was just a it's a because it was in the athletic, wasn't it, reported? What's your kind of take on it? Yeah, I mean, listen, we had a, a pretty uh, rambunctious conversation in the group the other day with Giles and a few of the others, right? And uh, yeah, for me, Balogun is one of the, I'm sure he's, you know, there's a fantastic player in there and I'm sure there's potentially even a world-class player in there one day with the right coach. And But for me, kind of the, my question marks have always been a little bit around his attitude, you know, in terms of season after season after season, there's always headlines around, you know, Balogun's unhappy. He he feels as if he's not getting the right chances. He's always been putting, I guess, pretty, um, uh, well, his, his Twitter feed is, there's always like, you know, the, the kind of tweets out there, you, always full of smoke and mirrors, you never quite, and, it, and there's always, you know, you never really get the right positive vibe from him that his head's down, that he's, you know, he's training, he's learning, he's developing, his heart's in the right place. You know, this is a guy who's on more money than Tommy Asu, for example, at a young age, in fact, despite the fact that he was given that contract before he'd ever really achieved anything at Arsenal, right? And he had a great season last season. I think, obviously, when he went to Middlesbrough, he, he massively underperformed, but you could argue his game isn't really built around, you know, championship football, which absolutely fine. I guess, you know, I saw a really good rhetoric question asked or posed on, on Twitter the other day and it was kind of along the lines of if it was a French club selling Balogun do you think that they'd be able to get 40 to 50 million compared to Arsenal's ability to get to 40 or 50 and I thought yeah they you know to Albert's point they probably would get more than than what Arsenal could just because you know historically I think you know we've been terrible at sales so you know Balogun training by himself you know all the photos of him in kind of you know America you know and all kind of the the NYC gear 
it doesn't you know it doesn't um um it doesn't come as a surprise to me i think he's got that kind of he knows how to use pr we've seen him put videos up before of highlights of himself on his social media trying to attract attention i just don't you know i think you know if we kept him now for another season and he bangs and he plays well it's going to be like this season after season after season we're going to be always worrying you know is Balogun happy is he going to be on the, on the move anytime soon and to be honest, I think Arteta's done so much to move that out of the squad that I, I don't want to see that disrupted again. So, yeah, absolutely, completely agree with um, with, with the points made. Okay, interesting. I My take is that I think he's a very driven man. I think he's just, he knows his stock is as high as it is. And so he wants to make how you are the sun is shining. Um, and what he doesn't want to do is spend the entire season as third choice. And so I, I wonder what his view would be if Arteta came to him, and we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, and said, all right, I'm going to promote you to, it's Gabriel Jesus number one and you're number two. Um, if you if you prove it in pre-season, I'm not sure that will actually happen because I think Arteta places a lot of stock in Eddie, but I don't know. It's an interesting one. Balogun one's an interesting one. We've obviously got to wait to see that how that plays out in the next few weeks. But as you guys have said, we've got to get the cash. I don't want to hear any nonsense about 30 million bids being accepted. No. And if it is a 30 million bid, then it's okay. So for the next three years, if uh, if he absolutely smashes it in the Premier League or in any other team, we're buying back for 35 million quid. Like just do something stupid like that uh, if you're going to have to. Because what you don't want to do is you sell him for 30 million quid, he smashes it up somewhere, and then you try and buy him back. And they say, yes, 100 million quid now. Mm. Like buybacks that uh, you're getting your value from. And you want to say to these, these, these buying clubs, okay. You can have him, but we'll have him back in a couple of years. So there we go. Um, right, let's move on. I'm going to uh, go to Albert on this one. So, uh, Albert, who is that one next season? You've had your two wishes. You won in. You won out. You can you can come. You can go. Uh, Osserman's in and uh, Balogun's out. Who are we going for with uh, the player that you think next season is going to tear it up? That could be somebody that's already brilliant. And he's going to the next level. It could be somebody that's already at the next level. He's going stratospheric. What's your kind of one that sticks out? Chris, this one was so easy for me. Um, Declan Jalof Rice, mate. Declan Jalof Rice. Um, listen, it, it's funny with him because when we was linked with him, when it came about, I was, I was quite surprised actually that, you know, when the story kind of broke, I'm like, really? Um, not because I don't think he's good enough, because listen, I've said it before. I'd have drove to East London and drive into the Emirates. I love Declan Rice as a person. And as a football, I think he's been exceptional for two, three years. Um, there's a lot of pressure of him coming to Arsenal, but I think he'll thrive on it. Um, and I think with, the, the thing with me with him is, the promo stuff was great, by the way, by Arsenal. I was, I was at work that day when it, got, when it broke, but I thought it was fantastic. The, the song by the Nigerian artist. And it just, it just, I just love Declan Rice. He's one of the very few footballers that I'll follow outside of Arsenal on Instagram. Very few. Probably him and Marcus Rashford. Rashford for obvious reasons. Feeding the children and all that. But mm -hmm. yeah, Declan Rice, um, I think he's going to be brilliant for us, Chris. You know, I, I, I found it quite odd with some of the Arsenal fans. I don't know what you two guys thought who, how can I put it nicely, were quite reticent about him coming to Arsenal potentially. I, I For me, that just blows my mind. I, I was like, well, I, I, I get it if he's played in the Bundesliga and you never seen him play. Or he played in Ligue 1 or, or, you know, Serie A and you never heard of him. You never see him play and you thought, oh, I wonder who this kid is. But he's been within our eyesight for the last three, four years. Like, what are you not seeing 
that you 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 had reservations about and oh the whole English thing and being overrated and what does he do? And this is within our own fan base, by the way, saying this. This is not rival football. He's not rival fans saying this is this is fans within our own fan in within, within our own club. And I and I always say the same thing, Chris, right? Is He's had, I think, I think he's had about near enough 50 caps for England as well. He's only 24, like brilliant. Um, but I said to people, if you're unsure about Declan Rice, um, go back, read Joloff Rice. Can you give him his full name, yeah, please? Yeah, Come Declan Joloff Rice. Yes, I, I apologize, but yes, um, I said to people, if you're unsure of what he does in, in, in inverted commas, um, go re watch that quarterfinal for England against France. He was absolutely phenomenal. And Chris, so you've probably seen some of the stats and Andrew in regards to um, when they made the comparison with um, him and the midfield players at Arsenal. And um, his progressive carries was insane <laughs> for the Arsenal. I think it's 315. Thomas Partey was 250. Jacques was 146. Interception, 63. I think Partey had 28. Jacques had 15. Pass accuracy in the same as, as um, Thomas Partey, 88%. Um, successful tackles per 90. And you still have some of our fans saying they don't know what he does. I'm like, well, if you don't know what he does, just watch him play. <laughs> it's as simple as that for me. So I'm delighted we've got him. I don't care how much you paid for him, Chris. Because um, if you'd asked any Arsenal fan at the start of the window, if we get Declan Rice, are Arsenal going to have to overpay to get him? The answer is yes. And we did. We paid £33 million more than we paid for Nicolas Pepe. But he's 24. He's England national. He's going to improve under Mikel Arteta. You've heard what Declan Rice has said about Mikel Arteta and what he said about coming to Arsenal. Um, love him. Fantastic. Can't wait to see him in, a, in, a, in an Arsenal shirt, Chris. And if any Arsenal fans do still have any reservations, then give it a bit of time. <laughs> I think that's a good shout. And do you know what? I think there's even something that's come out today. I haven't read the actual piece, but I'm sure there was a, I'm sure I saw it on Ask Blog. There was a piece which has come out where Declan Rice has said how much he's already learning. This kid is going to absorb the Arteta away. He's going to be like a sponge. And he's been there like a week and a half. So he's been, he's been at the club like two weeks. So this isn't even the beginning of the beginning. Like Rice, I, Joloff Rice, Mr. Joloff Rice is going <laughs> to. I'm with you. I think he's going to be one that's going to be exciting. And yeah, I was one of the people that thought, I want him. That's a lot of money. But mm. he's the sort of character you think it's not going to like burden him like it did with Pepe. Um, Mr. Fife, Very quickly. I think with the Declan Rice thing as well, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's, it's not about whether you wanted Declan Rice, you didn't want him as an Arsenal fan. This was about making a statement signing that Arsenal had to do. They had to get this. They had to get this done because it sets a marker for future transfers. We can get someone of that caliber coming to the club, and he's only going to improve. Yeah, spot on, spot on. Um, really interesting one. Uh, Emerson uh, Cozier said in the uh, chat, Martinelli. We had we had quite a few people saying Martinelli over the the last few weeks that we've had. We've had uh, um, Mike McDonald said it. Um, we had jo uh, Kai Kainak said that um, he's going to bang. Uh, yeah, mm. we've had quite a few people saying Martinelli. So, you know, that's a that's a potential. But Andrew, um, who is your one to bang? Who is that one that's going to stand out? Well, first, annoyingly, Albert obviously stole the, the choice <laughs> I was going to go for. Um, so my, uh, I had my side just put my some wife. more, just put some more sprinkle of magic on it, then. Well, my, I know. I, I'll, 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 uh, I'll uh, try and be unique. Obviously, my wife gave birth to our firstborn son 
uh, eight weeks ago and it was in the same hospital as Declan Rice. So I've been trying to convince wow. her all summer to give him the middle name Declan. Um, and then speaking to my wife, the day we actually signed him that Saturday, a couple of weeks ago, I was just so fixated reading all the news. She just stopped and said, listen, I'm going to take the dog for a walk and take our boy out for a coffee. You've got two hours to absorb all the football story and all the news that you can. And then you have to act normal again tonight because we've got guests coming around. So uh, yeah, <laughs> he's been an absolute uh, trooper to her this summer. I mean, I think that just on, obviously I'm not going to choose Rice, but just while we're on him, I think, yeah, Albert summed up perfectly, right? But the the other key thing is just kind of that leadership that he's brought, that sense, mm. you know, the, those calm short, you know, for such a young lad, he's still 24, he just talks so well, he acts so well, and you just think he's going to be such a fantastic character in that dressing room and almost kind of like, remember when we signed Arteta and Arteta was already, you know, um, an old head on young shoulders type, you know, he was, he just brought so much maturity to that squad as well. When we signed him all those years ago, back in 2011 or whenever it was. So definitely think that's a great shout for me, you know, Martinelli, I think it's obviously a good shout, but I would argue that he banged last season compared to where, you know, where we see him. And we actually finally saw, you know, the, the, the real output of Martinelli. Yeah. So I think, I think he'll continue to rise. Really, the one player I think who we're really going to see bang this year and why, you know, unlike you guys, I haven't replaced him from the team is Gabby Jesus. I think last season, you know, even he came in, his confidence when we first signed him was sky high and the impact he made was unbelievable. He went on that, you know, nine or ten game run without scoring. But again, coming back to our test system, he was dropping deeper. He was, you know, the 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 way he was creating for the players around him. He was still getting plenty of assists. Okay, he's a little bit wasteful in front of in front of goal at times, but his qualities, you know, it is, you know, we've seen it. It's a step up from what we're used to at the Emirates and, and what we've seen in a very long time. And I think, you know, he got that injury very unfortunate because he barely featured for Brazil and somehow managed to pick up a free three to four month injury in training. And then when he came back, okay, he was a little bit rusty to start with, but he was still quality. You know, that we talk about, you know, whoever Victor's got the, you know, heading, but that goal, that header he scored at Anfield was just out of nowhere, right? And his pace, his link-up play, give him a full season without, you know, a World Cup and, and without an injury. I think he's going to be absolutely unbelievable, especially linking up with Udegaard, with Saka, with Martinelli, and obviously with Nicolo Barella bringing a little bit of stability in that midfield. He's the one to watch for me. Yeah, um, it's funny you say that. Last week when I did it with um, Seager, Mr. Dave Seager and uh, Charles Watts, both of those guys said Gabby Jesus as well. And I make you right. He's actually a lot better in the air than yeah. I thought. Like I didn't watch a lot of uh, of Man City. I want I want to give you an opportunity, Albert, to pour some uh, pour some sugar on uh, on Gabby Jesus as well because I see you nodding away. But yeah, for me, that's a really good shout. I think he could really sort of he could. It, this is his. You know, quite often footballers, doesn't matter if they played in the Premier League, they need a season to adjust to a new team. Well, he's had that now and he could go, couldn't he? Yeah, it's a good it's a good shout boundary, actually. Um, I think the time he's been in England, um, he can score, he can finish. He just, he can be a little bit, probably a little bit wasteful because he should have, I think he got 11 goals last season, I think, and about five assists. I mean, that's Premier League-wise, though. I'm not sure in, in total what he got, but... Um, you're right, he made a massive impact um, from the preseason to in America, the way he started the Premier League, the Emirates Cup, the, the whole shebang. He was excellent. Um, and he does give us a little bit more X factor. And he's he's sort of he's not just his ability to score the goals that he did score in the early part, but how he galvanizes the team and the the aggression and just the non-stop running and pressing and 
just it is infectious, and I can see why the Arsenal players quickly have taken to it, and and obviously the fans as well. So hopefully this hopefully this season coming a bit bit more ruthless. But the thing is, he can play across the front three, mm. uh, and it'd be interesting to see obviously sort of how Havertz gets on. But um, no, it's it's a really really good shout, really plausible shout, um, and hopefully it'll it'll stick away more goals than he did last season. I do think he can hit twenty, Chris. I do. I think it. it, it the, the the players are there for him to do that, but he's got to learn to finish his dinner a little bit more. But yeah, if he does that. He'll he'll hit the twenty goal mark. Yeah, he started off like a house on fire. It went a bit cold, and then they went mm-hmm. to the, uh, the World Cup, and then he got the injury. And I don't think he ever properly returned. He got a couple of goals when he got back, but he wasn't the same fiery player that we saw at the beginning of last season. Yeah. Right. Um. We are almost out of time. I'm just coming towards the last few minutes. I want to fire. We've had some questions come in. So I want to do some quick fire uh, responses. So in a sentence or so, I'll alternate the questions. Um, I will start with you, Andrew. Uh, and this one comes from Phil. Um, what about goalie? Do we need to replace with a goalie coming in, do you think? To push Ramsdale? I would like to see a better second choice goalkeeper than Turner. I mean, no disrespect to Turner, and I think that Ramsdale needs more competition. But listen, I think Ramsdale's been, by and large, pretty decent. There's aspects of his game that we think could be improved, and he's definitely not got the same um, uh, skills with it, you know, at, at his feet as a Martinez did. But listen, I think there's, there's other positions where we should be investing ahead of Ramsdale. Albeit, I don't, I can see why that kind of um, that question's being posed, right? He did make a few errors, but I'll stick with him. I think he's a great lad. Yeah, nice. Albert, um, from Carl, rumours of interest of uh, Balogun and Eddie, and I know a few of the guys have been in the chat saying that potentially Palace are sniffing around Eddie again. Um, could, do you think they could sell both and bring in a serious number nine? Cough, cough, Victor Osman, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so to the latter part of this sort of the question, um, they, they would have to sell both to get someone in. But like I said, the problem with the striker market is there's not many of them about. I mean, even you look at the the link with, you know, Rasmus Hoyland going to United, that's that's a lot of money for someone who's only 20. Mm. You know, he's only 20 years old and it's, it's that's a lot of money. There's not many out there. It's Kane, Lewandowski, Hoyland. There's not many, Chris. There isn't. So, um, I, Arteta loves Eddie. <laughs> he does. I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but he, he does. But I think Balogun will go... Um, I've heard the interest before in when Vieira was at Palace about Eddie going there, but he didn't. Um, but I can definitely see Balogun going. Yeah, interesting. Right, question from Amanda for both of you, lovely gents. Uh, and probably we'll do this as the final question before we then uh, wrap up tonight. So, um, Andrew, what is success or failure next year? Hello, Amanda. Uh, first, success. I mean, listen, I think we should be going all out for another title challenge. We set the bar. Let's stick to it. We've we backed uh, Mickey. So, I, listen, I think that should be the um, the focus. Obviously, I don't necessarily think we will get it, but that needs to that's that's what success looks like for me. And, you know, what's minimum achievement top four and and in a cup, whether that's League Cup, whether that's FA Cup. I think that should be our minimum best outcome. What about you, Albert? What's uh, what success or failure? Amanda, fantastic question, by the way. <laughs> but, um, I've, this, I've been very clear on this. Um, maintain a title challenge, knockout stages the Champions League, and you have to win one of the domestic cups without failure. 
Standard. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. Do you know, from my perspective, I don't know whether or not I'm just because we are because we've potentially well we've lost Shaka, who was such a integral part to the team last season. Because we're bedding in so many new players. For me, it's like the the baseline is top four. I know we can get into the top five, but I still I still want us to be top four. I want if we're finished third, for example, we get a good points haul. We have some really really good games. But I think, as you said. He needs to win a trophy. We had the COVID years FA Cup, but yeah. he needs to let's go deep in the Champions League. Let's get to a quarterfinals. Let's get to a semi-finals, like we used to do regularly. Let's get into the top three. So that and do you know what I'd like to see? Because I think Liverpool will will challenge again. And I think it's obviously going to be City. If it's us three and then the also rounds, because this season it was well, the season just gone, it was Arsenal and Man City, and then everyone else. If we're that that many points ahead with like 10 games to go of the others, that to me will be really good because it's showing that we are growing, we are building a good squad and we've got depth as well. So definitely for me, get into that top, well, I said top four, but I'd say top three, win a trophy, get deep into the Champions League. Listen, gents, it's been absolutely amazing um, having you with me tonight. Um, this was the last of our summer series, as I said, episode eight. Uh, we are all done and dusted now um, until we come back for the new season. And there has been demand. I mean, Albert's always coming back. We drag him on whether he likes it or not, kicking and screaming. But some demand for you, uh, Andrew, too, to be coming on. So we'll get you on during the season as well for the post-match shows. Of course, if you are, this is the first time you're logging. I know we've got a great community of guys that regularly log in. Um, if you are uh, new to us and this is the first time that you joined us, then um, yeah, do all the liking, sharing, all of that sort of stuff. But join us uh, for the uh, for the for the real meaty stuff, the post-game ones, because then it gets spicy. We like a little bit of spice on this channel. We like a bit of spice. Um, Albert, thanks for joining me. No worries. Thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure, Chris. Always a pleasure. Love it. And uh, Andrew, uh, nice for you to make your debut. Thanks very much for having me. Got solid, uh, got solid first half in there. Good 46 minutes. So uh, well done, mate. Um, thank you very much to everyone in the chat. Uh, hopefully we're going to see you soon. I think we're off for another week or two weeks. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to be at the Community Shield. So uh, we'll, uh, maybe I'll see a few of you there. But uh, from me, from Albert and from Andrew, that's your night, folks. All right, guys. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.